you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. You know, it's no secret. I get to speak to some pretty amazing people each week, and this episode is really going to take you there. I'm speaking live from just outside of Buenos Aires, Argentina, on a ranch, and my guest today is Mr. Rafael Martinez de Sanzo, also known as Rafa. He's a native-born Argentinian and a very colorful personality. He is the co-founder of Authentic Argentina. And with us today also is his other co-founder and chief operating officer, Ms. Jillian Buta. And the two of them have a company called Authentic Argentina. And we're going to bring to life to you, one, the gaucho and the cultural legacy and lifestyle of Argentina, the country, the flavors, the smells, the terroir, the soil, the climate, all these things combine, as you'll see, to produce some of the finest products in the world. And now Jill and Rafa are exporting amazing beef and seafood and wines and olive oils from Argentina direct to you. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this episode. And we'll also tell you how you can get these amazing products here in America. Don't miss it. Guys, take it from me. From one operator to another, I'll tell it to you straight. Nobody likes greasy pots and pans. And I want to keep my dish guys happy. So we upgraded to Dawn Professional Pot and Pan. Dawn Professional cleans 58% more pots and pans per sink than our old soap, the so-called leading competitor. Less dish soap means fewer sink changeovers and a happier dish crew. Try Dawn Professional in your place. It's clean. Upgraded. Whether you're just starting a restaurant or expanding your concept, you need a powerful web domain name. Restaurantbrands.com has 1,000 restaurant domains with new names available regularly. All these are .com domains, which are, of course, the dominant extension that your customers assume and expect. You don't want to lose traffic to your site or business with a non-.com extension. Restaurantbrands.com, you can get a relevant domain for just about any type of restaurant or cuisine. Even those trending huge right now for curbside, takeout, delivery, touchless, contactless, and even ghost kitchens. With 24-hour customer support and easy pay options, including pay Pay over time as a lease to own. You can even stop at any time if you're not 100% satisfied. Go to www.restaurantbrands.com today for your exclusive 25% off deal. Just use the coupon code RESTAURANTROCKSTARS at checkout. That's just one word, Restaurant Rockstars, to get the URL that truly fits your business and builds your brand. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. And as you know, engaging topics that help restaurants rock their brands, build their profits, and deliver amazing guest service experiences. I am really excited today because we are coming to you live from just outside of Buenos Aires, Argentina. And with me today are the co-founders of Authentic Argentina. And you're going to learn all about the amazing quality products that come directly from this beautiful country, direct to the United States. And with me today, Mr. Rafael Martinez de Sanzo, or also known as Rafa. We'll talk to him as Rafa today. And his co-founder and chief operating officer, Jillian Buta. Welcome to the show, Jill and Rafa. How are you today? 
Well, we're a little bit more than excited. It's uh, it's amazing. You know, I feel exactly the same way I was feeling, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, when I was representing Argentina in the U.S., when I started up Pepperdine University, talking to my students. Uh, this is my dream. This is our dream with Gillian. So, Gillian? Yeah, thanks so much for having us, Roger. We're, we're super excited to be here today. And let's not forget Manolo in the background, because um, Rafa is going to tell us all about how he's passing on the long tradition of the gaucho legacy and lifestyle to his three sons. And with us, Manolo, as well as the horse Fantasma, which is also part of the gaucho lifestyle. (laughs) As you said, yeah, Fantasma, the ghost. Right. It's an amazing Tordillo. Tordillo is the white horses in Argentina. And... uh, uh, it's kind of the Zorro. Remember Zorro? Uh, uh, I do. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, Manolo is my middle one. So uh, we have two with Agustina. We have um, uh, little Rafa. We call him Rafita, uh, and then Manolo, and then Paco. And that's the whole legacy from Spain. Uh, you know, Martinez is from Spain. The Sanso, like Raffaello di Sanso, the painter from Italy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the uh, combination in Argentina. Most of the people are Spaniard, Italian, and and both, or Scottish, Welsh, Germans, you know, um, uh, British, uh, uh, Syrian, Lebanese. So this is, this is such an amazing country. And I am so happy that we, you know, I'm 55. I was born in 1965 in the south of Argentina and, um, you know, next to Patagonia. And uh, uh, then I got my first law degree in, uh, I mean, long story short, we, we moved to Buenos Aires, uh, you know, this huge metropolis. And um, uh, so I studied law and then I went to the Foreign Service Institute and I ended up being a diplomat for 16 years. I got posted in Washington, D.C., where I got my other law degree from Georgetown University. Uh, and then I got posted in Los Angeles because I'm a surfer. So I asked, hey, can I be next to Malibu? So I ended up uh, in a house in Malibu uh, surfing every day in the afternoons after working for the general consulate there and um, promoting Argentina. But I was very young. I was very young. In D.C., uh, you know, I kept on playing rugby, which, is, which was my sport forever. And uh, I met all these wonderful people that through one of them is that how I met you afterwards, you know, through uh, Justin Willa. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. So uh, long story short, I ended up in Los Angeles and, and I discovered this university that I couldn't even pronounce. So it was Pepperdine University. I started teaching there. It's a nice story. Some students went to the consulate. Remember, internet was not what it is today. So they were looking for information about Latin America. And I ended up going to the class, uh, the classroom and giving a speech and another speech. I ended up teaching. And I discovered all these international programs, and I started pushing to open up one in, in Argentina. And we did in 2000. And since then, for like almost 20 years, I directed the program. I taught there, and, uh, and I, uh, I met so wonderful students, you know, more than 6,000, I don't know. And, uh, and it was wonderful. Having said all that, it was something that I was missing. I left the Foreign Service when I joined Pepperdine. But it still was something missing. I got married very late at the age of 45. Uh, with all, and we had the three Galchitos uh, with Agustina, my wife, who is a very proper British teacher. And, yes, <laughs> yes. and uh, But anyway, the story is that 
I wanted, we wanted actually with uh, Jill to do something else. And we started this company called Authentic Argentina and we're sending, you know, we are the window, the window for the Argentine producers. The, uh, uh, you know, we've been exporting, especially to Scottsdale in Arizona. And uh, we are trying now to go to India with some, you know, vino, you know, wine and dulce de leche. But our prima donna, of course, is the meat. You know, the Argentine meat is beef, the marvelous meat. Um, but we are powering and, and champion the, uh, the producers. That's our goal is to say, hey, guys, we are the window. You, producer, you go produce. That's what I do as well. I'm a rancher. I mean, I have, you know, horses and, and cows and, and, and guanacos. We are going to talk about the guanacos and, and sheep. But uh, so anyway, uh, the prima donna is the meat, but we have all these products. Remember, you cut me out whenever you want because I can't. No, no, no. This is a great story. <laughs> I think we're hearing that. Okay, you, you know, the yeah. long illustrious career at, at Pepperdine University and the six thousand students that that you impacted in a positive way. But somehow, that's where you met Jill, and she really stood out to you. And then the two of you put your heads together, and she absorbed the culture and said, "Hey, I want to be a part of this." Is that how I'm getting the story? Jill, why don't you tell us your story? Jill. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I was a student at Pepperdine University and opted to study abroad for a year in Argentina, which was kind of a big step for me. It was kind of the most exotic program that Pepperdine had and the most unknown to me, which is why I chose it. And I didn't know Spanish. So that's one of the reasons why I decided to go. And in that year that I spent there, um, Rafa and I, Rafa kind of took me under his wing and I got to know him and his family and kind of got to see all of these secret spots in Argentina that I wouldn't have gotten to see if I had just been a normal tourist. Mm -hmm. He took me to his ranch and these places in the middle of nowhere that nobody gets to see. And it was, it was incredible. I mean, I fell in love with Argentina even besides that because it, I think is not well known enough in the world. People think of Argentina, maybe they think of me, maybe they think of wine, but the reality is that, Argentina is truly one of the most diverse countries in the world. In the year that I lived there, I traveled to every province, almost every yeah. province. And, um, you know, you can go up north and be in the rainforest. You can be in Buenos Aires. It's kind of a European metropolitan city where you feel like in one area of the city you're in France and another you feel like you're in Italy and Spain, et cetera. And then um, you can go to wine country in the west and the desert. And then down south, of course, you have Patagonia. So you're in the mountains, you're hiking, you're on glaciers. So there's so much diversity there that in one year I was never bored. There was always somewhere new to go. Um, and I love that. So Rafa well, and I yeah, go ahead. just really yeah. hit it off and ended up making it's, a company based on that passion of Argentina. Well, there you go. I mean, the passion really comes through because Argentina is – a romantic country and it's based on tradition and history. And I remember going back to grade school, you know, seeing a geography textbook that we were studying at the time. And I remember to this day a photograph of gauchos on the pampas and that was part of the culture. And that didn't mean a lot to me then because I didn't ride horses, but the, the image stuck in my mind and now it all comes full circle with this interview. 
And mm-hmm. the gaucho legacy and lifestyle is so much a part of everything that the country is about and believes in and what they produce. And that's where we're, we're going with this. But why don't we get into the gaucho lifestyle and tell us all about what it means to be a gaucho and what that's going to mean to your son's you know, their horsemanship, the the nature, the love of nature and, you know, the land and the importance, the sacred nature of the land and how that impacts the processes of the ultimate products that your country produces. That's really what I think is what we're talking about today. Uh, well, uh, first of all, again, thank you for giving us this opportunity. And uh, to talk about gaucho, it's, it's not just an honor. Uh, I almost had to be careful. Uh, because yes. it's 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 it is something else, and and it's based the whole culture of Argentina is based on gaucho. Gaucho is coming from guacho, which is a kitchen word, uh, which means uh, with no parents. Guacho with no parents, but um, that means kind of like the description. Roma, the uh, the uh, the gaucho, it's something. It's a huge soul. It's a free soul. It's a it's a person. Uh, that somehow it goes by the natural law. You know that we have the natural law and the positive law. The natural law yes. is something, you know, within the nature and God, and the positive law is what we humans write down uh, in the studies or whatever. Well, the gaucho goes by natural law. It's like screw the positive law. So that's what gaucho is. Um, and it's above. It's always in every single, except for such a few countries, in every single country, natural law is above positive law. And that, uh, so uh, uh, the, the gaucho is this free soul, this hospitality, this, this, this amazing way of life of giving. He's a giver. You will never feel lonely uh, with a gaucho. You will never feel uh, hungry because the gaucho will teach you because he loves the nature. That's a gaucho right there. Manolo is a little gaucho. And, uh, and, and I asked them, the three of them, Paco, Manolo, and Rafita, I said, what a gaucho is? And they go, Papa, gaucho is a person who loves nature respects nature and not because some statue says that we have to uh, you know do this because otherwise we're going to have a penalty or you know or, or a fee a gaucho will never break the natural law because he will break himself so uh, and a gaucho without a horse is is, is useless without a, a, a dog is useless and uh, and again it's free so uh, i'm going to do this little um, kind of a uh, uh, um, uh, romantic, uh, whatever um, uh, movie or something. It's like here is you know here's the typical you know gaucho clothing. You know the bombachas, which are you know from uh, actually the French made it for the Turkish back in 1850 for the Crimean War, and the Crimean War was over, so they exported those to Argentina, and Argentina pay by this, by meat. So we exchanged meat for trousers with the French. And uh, so we got the bombachas, the working pants. Uh, here uh, is the boina, which is from the Basque country. We have more Basque in Argentina than in the Basque country. And uh, so this is the, uh, the typical gaucho hat. And this is kind of the, uh, the owner of the land. Uh, the owner of the land, the estanciero, will never be able to survive or be successful without the gaucho. Uh, and I was going to say, and vice versa, but I regret to say that. I think that the gaucho will survive anyway by himself. 
um, or herself these days, you know, with all these movements. With a gaucho, there is always the china. What we call it the china is because it's a mixture of the, uh, the aborigines uh, and the gauchos, the, uh, the, the, uh, from, you know, from Spain, from Italy. So uh, a gaucho has always the china, uh, you know, with him. And, uh, but, um, but again, a gaucho is kind of a nomada. Nomad, uh, it goes everywhere, works for a little bit, and then goes, uh, and then comes back. But then, with the combination, and that's where the breadbasket goes. Argentina is a, a, a produ we produce stuff, materia prima, raw materials, like uh, not raw materials. It's like uh, we produce, you know, meat. We produce, uh, we take everything from the from from nature, from natural Earth. materials, of course, N natural materials, and then. So, I mean, even the wine these days, you know, these wines are from La Rioja, but not La Rioja, Spain. La Rioja province in Argentina. This olive oil is coming from La Rioja. Uh, and, uh, and believe me, this olive oil is, going, is, is being sold to Italy and they bottle that in Italy and they, sold, and they, and, and they sell it afterwards. Uh, so the meat. Uh, but anyway, I was going into the gaucho, um, the gaucho life together with the, the estanciero, the owner. Together, they revolutioned the world. We were the breadbasket after the Second World War, and, after the, and after, after the First World War, and after the Second World War. Argentina was the land of opportunities. Even in, 18, exactly, in 1847, Jewish were going to New York before, but in New York was kind of this animosity against Jewish, mm -hmm. so they started, uh, they ended up going to Buenos Aires. And so that's why we have the Jewish gauchos, where they wore their own clothing. So Argentina is this crystal of different cultures from everywhere. We have the Syrians and the Lebanese, that's the one up north. We have the Welsh, that they went down south. There is still people speaking in Welsh instead of uh, Spanish or English. In I had no idea. No kidding. Yeah. A place called Gaiman. Uh, all these pioneers, they came in instead of a Mayflower that went to New York, they went to in the mimosa, like the drink, yes. to uh, Patagonia. Yeah, to Patagonia. And they follow the Indians, the aborigines, the Tewelches there. And uh, so the Tewelches were like, follow the sun, follow the sun. And they follow the sun from the east, from the coast, from the Atlantic coast to the west. And they found the most fertile land in the planet. And that's where they started growing the corn, and and you know and 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 had and 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 then on the west on the I'm sorry on the Atlantic, look we have this, this jumbo shrimps, these oysters from Patagonia, the oysters from we are we the gaucho is not very good in marketing on his own, so that's why we are gaucho, so uh, we are not good in marketing with all the love and respect to Chileans. Why the Chilean wine is all over the world? Because they are good in marketing. The Malbec finally ends up there. And, um, but anyway, the, the, uh, my point towards uh, the bread basket of the world is we were one time, we were two times, and I think we're going to be again. We produce, you know, the most beautiful olive oil. We produce the best meat in the planet. We, produce, we have the best seafood uh, in the planet. We are we have been touched by God in Argentina. And it's an old phrase that says, God is from Argentina, but a tent in Buenos Aires. 
<laughs> That's beautiful. This is wonderful. So there's some differences in the climate and the soil that helps to produce these amazing products, as well as, you know, the ocean. You have all of those resources. But then, you know, there's also the differences in how things are produced. You know, I know here in America, the beef necessarily is not pasture-raised. But now in Argentina, you have the pampas, right, and the grasses. And, and the way that the cattle are raised humanely impacts the taste, the flavor profiles, all of those things. Let's, let's talk about some of these differences between other countries and Absolutely. how Argentina produces their products. Absolutely. Tell Manolo, we say bye to Manolo, he's, uh, he's frying. Thank you, Manolo. Thank you so Thank much you for sharing and for bringing Fantasma to the show. <laughs> I think that's yeah. tremendous. Yeah, we are. that horse is something else. What you just said is fundamental to understand. Nowadays, uh, uh, in most of the countries in the planet, they have the, the, uh, the cows in, uh, you know, in what is called feedlots. Whatever. Yes, exactly. So I've seen them. And they, yeah, and they put it in feedlots. It, it's like, uh, with all the respect to the big city, they put a kid, uh, you know, a baby and a kid in an, in an apartment forever, and they go around once in a while or whatever. But that kid, uh, you know, whatever. I, I'm not going to say he's not a happy kid, but uh, he, he's not the same way as a kid who is exposed to the, uh, to the, to the grass and to the pampas and, or to the, you know, to the nature. So in Argentina, what we do is grass-fed. It's grass-fed because we have huge extensions. Remember, Argentina is like one-third of the United States. And especially Patagonia in the south uh, is humongous. And, um, so, uh, and in the Pampas, the Pampas are humongous too. So uh, uh, we just have them free. They're happy cows. So for the first six months, the cow is like Manolo with me, a carnero al pie, next to you. The calf is next to you, next to the mama. So uh, after six months, I always say that you take Manolo to college. So you put the calf in college, which is separate, still free, in another, in another big potrero, uh, in another big corral. And uh, so you separate them. And you see them like kissing within the fences, like when you kiss bye-bye to your kids to college. And, uh, and then after the other six months is the termination of uh, corn, grain. And why is that? Because of the marmalade. The marmalade is this. This yes. is the marmalade. Show us the marmalade. That's beautiful. This is a lomo. This is, a, um, you know, the Leone, And uh, this is the marmalade. If we are grass-fed 100%, mm -hmm. we will never get that. This is the lomo. This is the famous skirt, which is Jill's, uh, it's Jill's special. And, uh, and then, you know, this is something that is so marvelous, which is the flank. Flank, and and this that's the marmalade, and um, and it's actually we started uh, exporting grass fed, but you know people were like Rafa, we need marmalade, otherwise that little fat it gives flavor. So we uh, you know nowadays we uh, we terminate with ninety days marmalade and um, uh, with corn, and uh, but still the cows are happy, and you can I mean that sounds like a hey, happy cow. No, it's real. I mean, the cow is free, so uh, it has a different flavor. Um, so, and, 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 and again, you know, the other day we were talking about the history of the, the, the meat in Argentina. So the first cows were uh, imported from the British. 
you know, how to for uh, Angus. You you were mentioning yesterday, remember, Angus certification. Well, this is authentic yes. Argentina certification. Right, right, right. Versus this the Black authentic. Angus, right. Mm-hmm. Versus the Black Angus or whatever you call it. This is, uh, you know, it's amazing that we import the cows from Great Britain and some Brangus and, and, and another one from another territories. And, uh, but now they're better. Why? Because of what you said, the weather, the land, the fertility. And uh, so in the whole Pampa, up the Pampas and in Patagonia, the fertility is amazing. Again, we've been, we have been touched by God. And, uh, and then up north in the one country, the wine, it's amazing. And everything is to be done. Not, not that we don't have the products, but everything is to be done, meaning to export. So what we really are into this for the past two years, we've been rowing and pushing the boat is to have like authentic Argentina certification of the great products. So what we want is to, and this is my commercial part now, uh, you know, regardless of the romanticism, what we want to do is to represent the producers and to represent you guys out there, right. you guys out there. Hey, 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 oh, we rely in this knucklehead, Rafa, just talk to that guy. And uh, so we take care of business. What we do is like, uh, I had this phrase, remember, Jill? And I was saying, you are going to love the way you eat. There is this old commercial by this guy who goes, like, you are going to love the way you look because they, he was selling some clothing or whatever. So you are going to love the way you eat. You are going to love the way you eat. And, uh, and that's our goal. But again, this is the story behind. This is not just about production and the best prices. It's the story behind, the story of like having the ashes regrill with ashes. So this is being with patience. You grab the ashes and you put in in the grill. I mean, the ones that we are uh, exporting to the uh, to a lot of uh, restaurants with patios are uh, are huge. So this is just an example. Oh, by the way, that's my flag. And uh, so we put the ashes there. And, uh, and slowly, imagine your patio, uh, your restaurant, your resort, your hotel. The patio with this huge, you know, uh, fire pan, but not a uh, charcoal. We have even sustainable charcoal that we can export uh, that we made by corn. So it's not just from trees, it's with corn. So uh, you put the charcoal, uh, I mean, the ashes, like uh, very slowly, it's, it's, already, it's already heating. So what uh, you put the big pieces, and what we use is a cross. So it's a stick uh, like this, and we hang the pieces, and uh, and they get grilled, but very slowly. That's one of the, uh, you know, virtudes of the gaucho, patient, patient. And I know that everything in the state is, is I mean, I lived there for 20 years. Everything is driven by, you know, hurry up really quick or whatever. Well, now it's time to, because of COVID, because of many reasons, now it's time to calm the F down. Well, it's all about, yeah, timing, you know, time is money, they say here in America. And that is contrary to what I believe the lifestyle to be in Argentina, where we're talking about a time-honored tradition of doing things the right way, which isn't necessarily the fast, quick way for a quick dollar. Exactly. And, And believe me, you know, people say it's the best meat from Argentina, it's the best meat in the world. I'm not going to say no, I'm not going to say yes. The best way in the world is the way we grill it. 
So yes, it is more expensive because you have to have a guy like doing the grill outside, but that's a show. That's a show. That is something, and the guy needs to be knowledgeable about where the meat is coming from. And I'm ready to, with all this technology now, I'm ready to do the FaceTime, the WhatsApp, the video, whatever, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Zoom or whatever, and, and be with your chefs. That's our dream, to be with Roger and with the chefs, lining up or mano a mano, and, and, and give the story of the gauchos, give the story of the pampas. And Patagonia. Well, that's, you know, I, I, that's I'm bio because, I mean, I love Patagonia so much because it's, you know, it, and now it's famous because of the clothing store. But there's so many secrets in Patagonia. The best Patagonian king crab in the planet is called Santoja. It's from Ushuaia, the, the southern city in the world. The best rims in the world. The best, you know, the oysters are amazing. And, and then some of the secrets that chefs are going to love, but that is going to take time, is the Wanaco, the autochthonous llama from the Patagonia. Yes. You know Wanaco, yeah. So, 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 so the llamas, llamas Vicu- yeah. yeah. Llamas, vicuñas, alpacas, and Wanacos are camelidos, so from camels. So, uh, but the Wanacos are very autochthonous in, in Patagonia, and there are like hundreds, a million of those guys. And what happened is the gaucho always eat this, Red meat. The Indios, the Tehuelches, they eat the Guanacos and the Choique, the uh, Patagonic ostrich. And they were so brave and so strong because of that marvelous meat. But the gaucho always refuses because the gaucho was against the Indio. So it's like, no, Guanaco is for the, is for the, uh, is for the, um, for the, uh, where are the, where am I, Roma? For the dogs. Roma! So gauchos, uh, I mean, um, are for the uh, guanacos are for the dogs but now what we discover we have an amazing a slaughterhouse frigorifico in Paragonia called Famayla um, that belongs to the Benetons uh, the Benetons they have more than one million ac- uh, acres in Paragonia and they produce the most amazing wool that's Benetton the clothing store yes, yes. And, we're uh, all familiar with that brand exactly and uh, so uh, we are in the process of being able to export the Wanaco. The Wanaco, the Lomo de Wanaco, the, um, the Asturian of Wanaco is amazing. The, the jamón, the prosciutto from the Wanaco is amazing. And also with the choke. But anyway, that's going to be, you know, later on, later on. Uh, now what we do is we sell the red meat, we sell the, uh, the amazing seafood, uh, the amazing wines of Argentina, um, and um, the olive oil, and you know, we are lighting up a lot of products. Uh, yeah, uh, with that, Jill is coming in a week or so, in nine days, uh, nine of April, uh, to film. You know, we're going to be filming uh, a lot of the producers. Our dream also is to get in touch with the uh, chefs and talk about dulce de leche. Dulce de leche is being very nostalgic. Not, not the massive uh, uh, Americans are eating dulce de leche. And there is, you know, but it's caramel, what it is in Hagen Das or whatever. It's not dulce de leche. We are going to film a real production of dulce de leche. We are, we are, this is where the milk goes. In the States, it's the same. Right, right, right. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, <laughs> and our seen those. famous. Yeah. And uh, so the dulce de leche is based on milk. And it's amazing. But we want to also be together with the chefs 
with our desserts. The desserts are amazing, based, you know, the whole thing is based on dulce de leche. And that's our um, mission, dream, uh, to be able to become the winner. Again, the producers rely on ourselves to uh, sell to be the window, and you guys, uh, for us to be the providers uh, of those products. And uh, we'll be right in the middle, be in the liaison. So, Jill, uh, I know that I talk like a parrot, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always get asked, Jill, if she could get into uh, some of the logistics and distribution <laughs> and the exporting information. You had mentioned Scottsdale. I know you have a warehouse in, in Miami, Florida. I'd really like to know, you know, how the end product is delivered, the different cuts of meat, how they're packaged, you know, is it dry ice and is it the different cuts already set? Is it sides of beef, uh, the seafood? You mentioned obviously the king crab, we have the shrimp, we have the oysters. Are there any other types of seafoods as well? Tell us all about that. Right, prior to just getting in, prior to getting into that, I just wanted to mention one yeah, last please. thing. Yeah. Um, and as Rafa was kind of describing the gaucho and kind of the whole mission behind and passion behind our business is one word he didn't mention about the gaucho is that they're humble. Um, I think that's a huge one because they gaucho spend all of their days, their nights, their lives using their skills and dedication to bring these products to life, which makes them unable to have the time uh, to effectively commercialize these products. Um, because they were doing this day and night. So that's kind of where we come in to champion that gaucho and those local producers and empower them to be able to expose these products um, and how incredible they are. So I just wanted to mention that. I'm glad you did. That's all. That is so much. Well, we keep talking about culture and tradition and history, and that's so important because once again, it impacts the the end product and the end consumer's experience and taste and flavor profile. And it goes so much beyond that. It's like you want the romance of the lifestyle to translate into the products people eat. And that's part of the marketing and part of the story that is so important to restaurants to differentiate themselves from the competition by offering unique products that you can't get down the street at the other restaurants and the show and, you know, just creating experiences for customers, not just food and drink, but experiences is really what it's all about. So I'm seeing the bridge between what you offer and an experience that restaurants here in America want to offer their customers to be a competitive advantage and to build their business and social media and all the things that make going out to eat such a social, familial, special occasion. It, it's all part of not just the experience, but what you're eating, what you're drinking, and the people you share all that with. It's a beautiful thing, and you guys play such a part in that. So, totally. imagine, imagine, yeah. If you were ahead. wondering what Argentina is like personified in a person, it's mm -hmm. Rafa. Like you have it right here. You have your perfect example. <laughs> that's pretty right authentic, here. Argentina, right there. Like yeah. he's the, that's yeah. Too, yeah, that's too much of our responsibility. I mean, I have the honor mm -hmm. to represent the country officially, you know, for sixteen years, but also. I do believe in a concept uh, that uh, I call uh, private diplomacy. And uh, we are all, my students were all private ambassadors. And they represent the U.S. in such a huge, humongous, good way. We were staying in the most amazing Fufu hotels in Argentina, traveling all over around the country with 70 students. I've never had a single, you know, episode. Because I, from the beginning, I was like, you represent your country. 
you are the American flag. And, uh, and I feel the same about myself. So the, the best way is to show your products and to uh, use this private diplomacy. Uh, uh, everyone represents their own culture. And um, so, uh, but going back, my, my dream or our dream is like, imagine in a menu, authentic Argentina. I encourage every single one of you to, to, to say the word to anyone. Uh, hey, what's up? Well, I'm going to Argentina. People would say, Argentina. I don't know why. It is a smile right next to the word Argentina. It's maybe Evita, maybe the Gaucho legacy, maybe Maradona, maybe Messi, maybe, maybe. I don't know what it is, but it is always a smile. So in a, in a, in a menu, if you have authentic Argentina, with you know the story behind i mean you've been in restaurants that you open you know the menu and it's right there the history you know yes. it was mama and papa it was my grandpa right very important mm-hmm. very important and salt and pepper of course i mean i would say that manolo is the best horse uh horseman in the planet and i probably he's not but for me i'm the papa mm-hmm. so he is and uh, i believe in him but uh, anyway, uh, and, and I, I was going back to what interesting is. We import the cows, best cows in the planet now because of the grass. We import the horses and we have the best pono, po, po, uh, pony policy in the planet. There is no way, there is only one thing that Argentina is number one with no question, and it's polo. If you, yeah, they took it off, off the Olympics in 1933 because we beat England 11-0. Sport of so Kings like, you're talking about, right? <laughs> 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 Polo ponies. <laughs> uh, and they are huge these days, but the po- that you we we brought the um yeah. the uh, the horses from Great Britain, but because of the gaucho, the peticeros, the way that we treat the horses, uh is that we have the best uh, ponies in the planet. And uh, we export a lot of po- a lot of no ponies, a lot of uh, polo polo horses, and a uh, humongous these days. And uh, Fantasma is not a polo horse, believe me. He's as strong as hell. Uh, he's a working. He's a working. Uh, he's a working uh, horse. Um, but anyway, so we have that, and it's because of the fertility, because of the weather, because of the rain, and because of the gauchos, because of the gauchos. So. Um, and about logistics a little bit because that you know uh, in every single story it goes all right by rafa jill tell me how i'm gonna get all those beautiful treasures you're talking about because you can have the most marvelous thing in the planet and argentina has it uh but in the past that was difficult to uh, perform to perform meaning to be not awkward you know, I always remember that movie, uh, A Few Good Men, when uh, I, I think it's Tom Cruise. goes like, is it clear? And I said, crystal clear. Is there any other kind? You know, uh, Jack Nicholson goes, is there any other kind? Well, is there any other kind of accuracy? No, it's just be on time or not to be. So uh, we have a warehouse, as you mentioned, in Miami. We, there's two ways for the red meat. It's like one is like vacuum and, 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 and it's vacuum chilled, sealed. which is vacuum, vacuum sealed. sealed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vacuum sealed. And it's good for 90 days, but the cadena de frio, the cold uh, chain has to respect in one degree. So uh, not less, not more. 
because otherwise it goes frozen. If it's frozen, it's good for two years. So uh, the meat will go either frozen, especially when we export to India or, you know, or China or whatever because of the, the vessel. Um, so, or by, uh, by airplane, which is one day, right there. And uh, so one day to Florida, I mean Miami, uh, and then to whomever the point, uh, we have this great um, uh, cargo company, Cargo International Travel, that work with us. And uh, we have all that grease out. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's door to door. We are not Amazon. One day Amazon will knock on our door and say, excuse me, can we deliver it for you? And we'll see if we go for that. But uh, no, so we have it very awkward. And, um, and uh, the other products like wine is easier because, you know, it doesn't have to be with the, uh, with the, with the cold chain uh, or the olive oil. Seafood goes frozen. Seafood goes absolutely frozen. And we have the amazing Black Hague. Uh, you know, the Merluza Negra. You were asking about other products. You know, remember, Patagonia is so far away um, that uh, not a lot of people knows about Patagonia. So this is Roma, the best dog in the planet. Uh, um, so, we have, uh, so we have an amazing fish in southern Patagonia next to Antarctica. Remember, Antarctica starts in Tierra del Fuego, which is part of the continent, the American continent. Right there starts, goes to the Mar de Weddell, the Weddell uh, Ocean, and then and something Antarctica. So right there is one of the most amazing reserves of fish in the planet. So um, that was the, an alarm because we are not in my ranch. We are in the country house. And uh, still, sometimes I feel kind of like... Uh, uh, invade, invade here. But anyway, it's beautiful anyway, don't give me one. And look at those trees out there. Those are monkey trees. So the Indians basically lived off guanaco choike and then red meat and the, the huge uh, pines from the Araucarias, uh, Araucanos were the Indians. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, anyway, that's kind of, and so the logistics is fundamental. So you know, sometimes the problem with Argentinian products uh, was the logistic. Well, not anymore, not anymore. Let uh, me ask um, Rafa yeah. and Jill, mm -hmm. um, either one, I'm curious uh, how the production or, or how you represent different ranches and different farms or what percentage of the country, and you're now representing authentic Argentina as your company, but you're an exporter of the true Ar Argentine products. How many different producers are you working with in the seafood and the beef and the wines and all that sort of thing? Oh, okay. So let me answer that from, from the ranches. So we represent the ranchers, but we need a slaughterhouse. So the ranchers, they sell, the producers, they sell to the slaughterhouse. And then we export directly from the slaughterhouse. But we yeah. know exactly where that novillo is coming from, where that calf, uh, you know, adult is coming from. And, and we do the traceability. So everyone is going to know the history of that, of the bull. It's coming from this famous bull called Paco. And uh, so that's part of the story. So you will see the name of the bull and the traceability because now with the technology, it's very easy. So and we are going to show also in podcast, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, these ranches, the way that it's a whole job. Remember yesterday we were talking that in one of the episodes that we're going to do with you, it's about the whole chain. It's like where they are, the Pampas, 
when we do the rodeo, when we put it in a in a in a in a huge truck, we go to unfortunately the slaughterhouse. That's what it is. That's what it is. And um, so we know the producers. On the seafood is exactly the same. And except of, and, and there is the gaucho del mar, the ocean gauchos. So though that's that's also the workers, there are gauchos too, and they work at these you know big fishery uh, fishery companies that we engage with. But we know the history as well of those of those guys with all these vessels, et cetera, et cetera. And the traceability is different in the ocean. We know the location where the the fish is coming from, or where the seafood is coming from. All these oysters. Uh, are coming from um, from Bahia de San Blas, Bahia San Blas in Patagonia. So the big shrimps are coming. Oh, good. Uh, are coming beautiful. From, <laughs> are coming from uh, from Rawson, that 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 place, Rawson, Trelu, all those places. They are like Rawson, Trelu. All they have Welsh names. Uh, so also we tell the story. And the centolleros are the one, uh, it's like kind of a movie, The Perfect Storm. The centolleros are these guys who work down south next to Antarctica, uh, you know, catching the centolleros, the big Patagonian king crops. So we tell the story about too, about the uh, the producer. Is that answering kind of your question? Yeah, or? yeah, I think so. Let's, um, let's ask Jill a little bit about the Argentine economy and how that's impacting positive pricing for exporting. Totally. I mean, inflation plays a huge role in Argentina. You can just get product due to that a lot cheaper than you can anywhere else in the world. Um, Argentina, you know, we talk about this all the time, has faced several economic crises um, throughout its time, probably about every 10 years. There's been a crash, which um, is part of the reason why we want to do this because it ends up hurting these local producers so much right, and it absolutely. ends up being a huge international gain, which, you know, of course is great internationally, but we still want to be able to support the locals in that. So the inflation in Argentina, I mean, if I, I remember when I first went there, it was 20 pesos to a dollar and now it's what, 175. Um, so that's just in, 150. Okay. So that's just in a matter of three years. It's, it's pretty yeah. crazy how yeah. often it fluctuates. Very soft currency, very unstable currency, uh, very unstable. So, and the impact is, of course, with the pricing. And, uh, and, and that's why we say we champion the producer. Why? Because the producer, uh, uh, she or he has the option for exports. And most of the prices are like kind of commodities. So even though they are cheaper, so, you know, he can make or she can make a little bit more exporting. Because if they sold, if they just sell it in the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, locally. In the local, right. yeah, locally, yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know, difficult. So uh, it's um, it's uh, and and also based on what Jill was telling, you know, we started because of our, especially my um, legacy in the educational field. We we were bringing a lot of tourism in education, of course, because of COVID, we don't. But in every single when we do the white bottling, when we do the white level, it's authentic Argentina. So we started as a tourism uh, recept uh, company. And we will keep on, you know, promoting Argentina because what we think, I mean, it's, it's marvelous, period. I know, and I always do this um, analogy or comment. You know, for me, Argentina is my mother. But you love your mother anyway. Uh, so, but, but Jill has this new mother, the stepmama or whatever, 
uh, who is uh, which is Argentina. So objectively, he, she fell in love with that. And there's so many actors that, by the way, who, whomever knows uh, one of these actors, please tell them that authentic Argentina exists. There's a lot of actors who love Argentina, like Robert Duval. He has a hotel in Salta, up north. Ted Turner, he's not an actor, but whatever. He has this huge extension of land in Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Silver Trestalon, Rocky, he has these extensions of land. Uh, Matt Damon. He is married with an Argentine from Salta as well. Um, so all these guys, they love Argentina. And, and they're kind of like, I know some of them. They are like, don't tell. Because they are like, this is our secret. But now I'm asking for promotion. Yes, I do. I am asking for promotion because that's what the country needs. And mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing, you know, maybe for 55 years since I was born. Uh, it's great. When you, I mean, I feel like, you know, when you are, you know, um, proud of your product as, as a businessman, you have your beautiful curtains that you produce, or you have your beautiful car that you manufacture. Well, I'm very proud of my product. And my product is called Argentina. It's an amazing product. Uh, we, I will, you know, get naked and recognize that our, one of our problems is crisis. We live in a permanent crisis. Argentina is like a beautiful woman. Uh, whomever tells me that this is a chauvinist comment or whatever, I don't care. Argentina is a beautiful woman that goes up and down, up and down. It's like Marilyn Monroe. You know, she was like marvelous or whatever, and then suddenly down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what Argentina is. It's phenomenal. But then it goes up and down and up and down. Don't you agree? Uh, don't you agree, Joe? <laughs> There is a lot of up and down, that's for sure. <laughs> see, uh, Jill brings. Uh, by the way, see you. You you dress very properly for uh, for this podcast. Know that I know that I'm someone uh, that is entitled to say that. But anyway, the uh, but Jill brings this natural way of because passion is fundamental. Without passion, I think it's impossible to sell something. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, so the combination between my too much passion, maybe, and that's what Buenos Aires is. Tango. Tango is passion. Argentina has this big problem. Passion, passion. E- even in soccer. Look at soccer. We depend, in the past, we depend on Maradona big time. If, if, if whomever is there uh, that knows about soccer, Maradona played by himself in 1990. In 1986, we won the World Cup we had some sort of a good players. But in 1990, believe me, Maradona played by himself. That's Argentina. It's passion. It's this depend on figures. And uh, so going back, what Jill and Vincent is bringing is like, all right, Rafa, we need to perform. Just calm down. All right, okay, we have these great products, et cetera, et cetera, but we need to perform. So put away the passion a little bit and you know be pragmatic so what you bring is pragmatic uh, pragmaticity is that a word yes it is <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i would love to be drinking my bed but it's 11 o'clock in argentina so i'm drinking iced tea <laughs> oh oh you're drinking iced tea i thought okay tell us a little bit about the wine i mean we're all familiar with the malbec but i'm also looking at a white varietal what is that one you're holding 
Okay, the Chardonnay in Argentina are wonderful. Having said so that, Chardonnay. Okay. No, no, the Chardonnay are wonderful, but this is a Torrontes. Oh. So the way that Malbec yeah. got famous in Argentina, it, it was because of some foreign investors came to Argentina, <coughs> Australians, Americans, right, right, and started saying, "Listen, the Malbec is marvelous." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they started investing. So the Malbec now is all over all over the Argentina Malbec. My hunch is that we start if we start selling the right way the Torrontes, which is a very sweet Chardonnay, um, it, and, 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 and again, people are going to tell, I'm going to think that I'm chauvinist, but especially for ladies, it's amazing. Uh, and uh, so Chardonnay, I'm from, from La Rioja or from Salta. I mean, we don't sell just one brand. We, send, we sell, you know, mm. a, a, a portfolio. But... Um, this one, so the, so the so no, it's not just the Malbec, it's the Chardonnay, the white wines. I know that we have a huge competition with South Africa and Australia with whites, but um, but no, this Torrontes is amazing. This Torrontes is amazing, especially for seafood. And yes, I do think that the meat goes much better with, uh, in my opinion, Cabernet, but that's me, uh, or, mm. Mal yeah, yeah. or Malbec. Malbec, if, for my opinion, is too. Uh, delicado is like too soft. I mean, I like to 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 taste it right here, the the, the cabernet, and that's the Argentine sepa, by the way, the cabernet. The Malbec is some invention, good for that because we've been getting famous because of Malbec. And then for seafood is the white, and Torrontes is the way to go. Torrontes is amazing. So, uh, for also for that, we are looking into an agreement. Uh, with uh, with uh, wines of Argentina uh, to represent a lot of wineries. Right now, we have a direct relationship with two, uh, La Puerta, of course, and uh, Anjago Shusha, uh, which is the uh, former chart. And uh, but we um, uh, we are looking into represent almost every winery. Uh, we know that there is a lot of wine out there, uh, but we do believe in our marketing in our marketing strategy. Uh, which is together with the food, like uh, you know, I was in in Scottsdale, you know, with all the sommeliers, and they have all this wine light up. And uh, so it was the Spaniard, Italian, French, American, of course, uh, South African, Australian, and right there, and Chilean, and right there, the gaucho, lonely gaucho, the Argentine wine. So a lonely, <laughs> humble gaucho. <laughs> We're going to elevate the profile, the gaucho, through the podcast, by the way. You know, we're going to bring this story to life. I get you. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, so, and I was like, hey, try this. And they were like, oh, with, you know, what you know, the statu quo is that way. We're humans. And uh, sometimes when we are happy with something, we are not ready for change. So for that, we need this. We need this marketing podcast. The Argentine, the Argentine, Argentine wine is marvelous. So uh, I, you know, I'm very persistent. So the sommeliers ended up, of course, buying the wine. And I said, listen, together with the beef, it has to be an Argentine wine. Otherwise, it's like your combination different colors. Yes. So uh, they ended up, they ended up buying. There is an amazing wine by Agustin Lanús that I love. Agustin is going to love that I'm talking about him. But he's a real gaucho and an amazing wine. Uh, you know, it's, uh, the uh, Agustin Lanús, yeah, it, it, it is an amazing one. I'm going to call him right after this. Um, 
And uh, Azul, that's another winery that, that is amazing. So, uh, yeah, so in the wine, and the olive oil, believe me, the olive oil is just, it's amazing. The Seis Marias and La Puerta, that's the ones that we've been exporting. Uh, and and, uh, and the olivares, which is the olives, you know, and, and then we sell olives as well, but uh, the olive oil, it's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Give us a little geography lesson about Argentina. And I've been to Italy many, many, many times. And a lot of the products we're talking about here are also grown there. And the climate and the elevation seem to be the same. And the wines are produced in the same locations as the olive oils and, and you know, the farm and the beef and all that. Are there mm -hmm. different regions of the country where these products are produced? I know you've got the mountains and you've got lower valleys and all that, but are these products produced sort of in similar regions? Are they in various regions throughout the country? Tell us about that. Yeah, okay. Well, that this is one of the things that I love the most. I'm a teacher, so uh, I've been yeah. teaching all my yeah. life. So, uh, And the geography of Argentina is amazing. We have the four very four different seasons. In, 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 in the whole country. Remember that we are, I mean, Brazil, the humongous empire. Right. You're a very slender world. country, right? It's very narrow, but very tall. And it's on the east coast of South America, down south. And Patagonia is at the tip down below. Uh-huh. And next to us is this yeah. beautiful snake uh, called Chile. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very you know, thing, uh -huh. a country. Yeah. next to the Andes. So we separate Chile from Argentina through the Andes. And especially in Patagonia, believe me, I am from there. We are the same. The Patagonia, Chilean Patagonia and Argentine Patagonia, we are Patagonicos. So uh, there is this animosity like Canada and the US or whatever, but I think that the folkloric part of that is marvelous. Mm -hmm. I just take it as a folkloric thing. But mm -hmm. um, So the geography is like, Next to Brazil and Uruguay and Paraguay and Bolivia, which is north of Argentina, at, at, up north, uh, which are the provinces of Salta, Jujuy, Catamarca, we have these amazing terroirs for this type of wine. Yeah, terroir. For uh -huh. this, yeah, the terroir for this type of wine. Sure. Salta, Jujuy, and, um, and, um, and La Rioja and Catamarca. Um, so, uh, and there too, we have, this that we are exporting as well, quinoa, and uh, all this, uh, you know, we, what, what is called quinoa, yeah, I'm yeah, the quinoa. grains, sure, uh, sure, sure. My wife grains. eats it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, because they are very uh healthy. Mm -hmm. the, so, the Incas, the, remember, they were from the Incas, the Inca Empire, the Quechua Empire, where the, you know the Inca Trail is. Well, down below, same Aborigines. So all these amazing uh, cultivos, they, they, they harvest the quinoa and the, um, and the coca leaves, not cocaine, coca leaves, and that is amazing. So uh, that is the terroir up north, which is the desert. It's a desert. So uh, if you go like for, to La Rioja, it's like the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. That's what La Rioja is, it's the Grand uh, Canyon. Yes, yes. We're going, yeah. And um, so if you go a little bit east, uh, uh, towards, uh, towards um, Brazil, Formosa, Chaco, and then the Mesopotamia. The Mesopot there is two Mesopotamias in the world. One is in Asia, and one is in Argentina. So Mesopotamia means surrounded by rivers. So that's where the, uh, I almost say Niagara Falls, that's where the Iwasu Falls are, up north, next to Brazil. The Iwasu Falls is one of the eight wonders of the world. 
it's it's just this marvelous you know um falls that it goes next to um next to brazil right so, right yeah so that's the rainforest yeah yeah that's that's the rainforest and it's amazing and then down in paragonia is corrientes which mm -hmm. with uh amazing gauchos everywhere correntinos is like the republic of corrientes those are amazing uh gauchos and um And right there, there is a humidal called the Estero de Libera, where amazing Doug Tompkins, the founder. North Face. Of, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, North Face. Uh, he has land all over Patagonia and right there in Corrientes. Th those are one of the, these amazing places in the planet. Um, then the Pampas, the famous Pampas. That's where, you know, they say uh, you threw whatever and something will grow. Uh, and uh, so the Pampa is the humid Pampas and the dry Pampas. But the Pampas, so it's Buenos Aires, Santa Fe, and Córdoba. Córdoba is an amazing territory right in the middle of Argentina. So I, I compare Córdoba with uh, Texas uh, many times because they, like, they are very unique. They are very proud of themselves. Most of the presidents were from Córdoba, uh, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But anyway, they, uh, they were from there. And... Uh, um, Amazing land for 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 cattle. Amazing land for cattle and for corn and for oil and for vegetables and for you know for everything. Uh, and then uh, you know to the west, um, you know, I don't have the map here, but to the west is the wine country, Mendoza, the Cuyo region, Mendoza, San Juan, La Rioja, and San Luis. That was, those four provinces are the Sonoma, the Sonoma uh, of Argentina. I see. Uh, yeah, the weather is perfect for the wine next to the Andes. Uh, you know that the Andes, I always said, that is the biggest water machine in the planet right, right after the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why, um, you know, um, the water is phenomenal because it's, it's the whole thing that goes underneath, the whole plateau underneath uh, from the ocean, from the uh, Andes to the ocean. Um, and then down the Rio Colorado, we have a Rio Colorado as well, uh, and Rio Negro is the wonderful Patagonia. The wonderful Patagonia, uh, you know, up north is what I call, up uh, northwest is what I call the Fufu Patagonia because it's greener, it's more fertile, and so it's Lake Tahoe, put it that way. It's, it's just wonderful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then if you keep on going down, that's my Patagonia what we call the Maldita Patagonia, which is, you know, Maldito. It's, uh, the Maldita is like the, uh, the rough, uh, kind of bandolero, kind of like, you know, rough. Butch Cassidy got caught in, in, in the rough Patagonia. So it's this, this like the, the West, you know, the old West. So uh, the rough Patagonia is well known now because of the glaciers, because of the, uh, because of the, uh, Uh, Calafate, where the glaciers are, uh, where these huge lakes are, Lago Argentino, Lago Buenos Aires, etc., etc. So, so basically, uh, and and then on the on the east is the Atlantic Patagonia with all the orcas and the whales and the seafood, etc., uh, uh, etc. Et But right in the middle is this meseta, the plateau of Patagonia that is amazing. Isolation. It reminds me a lot to um, this at a state. I, I we went in a motorhome from Alaska to Malibu a couple of years ago, and we never uh, and the Yukon. It reminds me a lot about the Yukon. 
on the Yukon is like uh, you never end up. You keep on driving forever and ever. Well, you have the Pan American Highway where one minute you've got really nice road and then all of a sudden it stops, right? And you have to take a, a boat around obstacles that have not been bridged by roads and there's a wilderness separation on the way to Patagonia from what I understand. Is that true? Uh, uh, what is that again? What you were saying is, it's, oh, the 40, yeah. It, it's the called Pan the American Highway. Pan American Highway goes to Buenos Aires, yeah. uh, and then it kind of of, uh, of going through the Road 40, the famous Road 40. Right. We created, yeah, we yeah, created a, a, a yeah, the Road 40. It goes like a vertebra, like a like a spine, uh, you know, next to the Andes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it divides the country in two. Right. Right. And that Road 40, uh, we created with you know, a place where my ranch is. We have a ranch with my brother down in Santa Cruz, uh, in Patagonia, uh, next to the National Park Perito Moreno. Uh, and uh, so right there, uh, we created a, El Camino del Tehuelche. And instead of El Camino de Santiago mm-hmm. in, in Spain, we, Tehuelches were the Indians, uh, the aborigines. And uh, so all that area, the Road 40 is amazing. And then we have the Road 3 on the Atlantic side. So that are the two roads that embrace the country. And then in the middle, yeah, and in the middle we have the isol- isolation. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the Road 40, you know, Bill Durham, if you are, you listen to it, I'm going to send you this to Bill Durham. Bill Durham is a great friend of mine who lives in Dallas. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. Now he's kind of, you know, saying, Rafa, our beef is good, but yours is better, he says. But anyway, uh, Bill has in his um, uh, tried Road 40, Ruta 40. Road 40 because it's like Road 66. Mm-hmm. So again, oh, yes. you guys, gotcha. yeah, you guys are phenomenal because you have the right marketing. We haven't started with the marketing. That's what we are creating authentic Argentina. With your help, we are going to create all this. <laughs> so, Jill, why don't we why don't we just say one more time why Argentina? And there's a special URL that I understand that uh, our audience can go to to learn more about authentic Argentina and how to get the products and get a little bit more information about the beef and the seafood and the olive oil and the wines and the dolce de leche and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I think I've traveled a lot and Argentina just can't be beat from its diversity, the people, the incredible culture, the food. I mean, the, the cuisine is out of this world. The, the fact that you can out go. Of the I can't wait to but visit. <laughs> you yeah, brought, no, it, you really brought it so much to life. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go for 10 days and, and just 10 days be in a European city in the desert and wine country and, and glaciers, really whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love everything about it. And the people, I think, really are at the heart of it. And they are hardworking. They're humble. They are passionate. Kind of like what you see in Rafa is really embodies what Argentina is. And yeah, you can find all this information we've talked about today about these products and about um, Authentic Argentina on AuthenticArgentina.com. So that would be the place that you can go and see our products, order the products, or get more information. Yeah, that's that's our URL. Sorry, I took the uh, the cards to the uh, refrigerator because they were like, you know, cooking themselves on the time. But uh, <laughs> which is kind of a grill, actually. Oh, that brings me into what Argentina is. I always use this quote, um, especially when I have my where we have a ranch in Patagonia. We use sustainability is basically natural. 
we use alternative energies because we do not have other alternatives. So uh, there's no power lines, you know, next to Barranchi, Patagonia. So that's why we use, uh, you know, alternative energies. And sustainable is because it's all natural. There is no hormones. There is no antibiotics unless, you know, the animal is uh, sick. Um, so uh, it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, but uh, yeah, the URL is uh, www.authenticargentina.com. Yeah. You can, and, uh, you can uh, find us on, on social media as well at Authentic Argentina or um, anybody can always email Rafa, Rafael at AuthenticArgentina.com or myself, Jillian at AuthenticArgentina.com. I'll put all of that uh, in the show notes to this episode. It has been an absolute Great. pleasure speaking to both of you, talking about the culture and the beauty of the country, as well as the products and the marketing and the challenges. I mean, we've covered a lot of ground today, and I really wanted to you know, introduce you to our audience and to chefs out there and restaurant owners and managers that are looking for that unique something special, and I believe we found it today. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, listen, uh, thank you for letting me, let, it, let us uh, be part of this. It's, it, it, it's great. It's great. This is uh, what we need. We are a very uh, startup company, but with uh, exactly uh, the independence of Argentina was in 1816, so with more than 200 years of history. Uh, so startup company, but with a product that is more than 200 years old. Fantastic. Well, yes, it's been my you. pleasure. It's, it's been a pleasure to be here and talk to you. Well, that was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. I believe we're going to bring you both back because you mentioned special videos and you're going to kind of show us a little bit more about the production and where all this comes from. So this could be a multi-episode series because I think, um, you know, what you have to offer is pretty unique and special and I want to see more and I know the audience would like to see more. So we'll be keeping in touch on that. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode. Take care and stay well, everyone. Guys, what a fantastic episode. I was so inspired speaking with Rafa and Jill from Authentic Argentina and learning so much about the Argentine culture and the passion that creates some of the finest products in the world. Of course, we're talking about beef and seafood and olive oil and wines. That passion really came through. It all comes down to a love of the land and respect for the land and honoring time-honored tradition. If you're intrigued, you can actually get these products yourself in the States. All you have to do is go to AuthenticArgentina.com and reach out to Rafa or Jill, and I'm sure they'd be glad to give you more information. It's all right there at AuthenticArgentina.com. I'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsors of this week's episode, RestaurantBrands.com and Dawn Professional Dish Liquid. And also let you know that if you have any pain points or challenges in your restaurant, as you may know, I love talking shop with operators and I'd love to spend 30 minutes chatting with you. Absolutely no obligation. All you have to do is reach out to me, Roger, R-O-G-E-R at RestaurantRockstars.com. And one last thing, I'd like to let you know that coming up on April the 13th, couple of weeks away. I'm teaming up with my good friend Jamie Oikel of RunningRestaurants.com and we are putting on, we're hosting another virtual show. It's called the 
Opportunity and Optimism Virtual Restaurant Conference. Again, April the 13th, and we have some of the leading speakers talking about all the opportunities that COVID has created and how you can actually make some of those opportunities happen. So it's literally an action-packed day from 11 to 4. The recording will be available. It will be evergreen, so don't miss it. We actually have free registrations for the first 1,000 who sign up. So Why don't you uh, check out the show notes of this week's episode, and there'll be a link to that. And uh, it's also being sent out in my weekly email blast, so don't miss that. And thanks to our sponsors of the Virtual Restaurant Show, our diamond sponsor, of course, Performance Food Service, platinum sponsor, Fiorucci, gold sponsors, Beaver Street Fisheries, Butterball, Handguards, Food Handler, and Jaritos. Thanks again. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.